2: and the future is bright indeed. So we invite you to join us on this exciting journey as the saga continues. Hey there, Star Wars fans, and welcome back to another episode of Star Wars The Saga Continues, your podcast for all the latest news, rumors, and updates on all the cool and exciting stuff happening in the Star Wars universe, even though there's not a whole lot of it going on right now. But we're still having a good time. We're back with another Ewok commentary for you guys. As always, I'm your host, Kyle, and I've got my co-host, Tim and Paul, with me. How's it going, guys?
1: It is going good. It's going to go even better once (laughs) we start the best Star Wars sequel, in my opinion. Oh, the best Star Wars owns You know what? I wouldn't be surprised with you, Paul. This I'd watch this 50 times over Last Jedi. This for oh, the it ready.
3: didn't even take a minute to get a nope, Last Jedi. I didn't I had, I had to there. get it in. Wow. I had to get it in now. Are, are is
2: are any of us surprised?
3: I'm not. Um Man. Maybe you just thought it was that quickly. I wasn't expecting it in the first minute, but <laughs> That's why I did it, Tim. That's why I did it.
2: And we also have a special guest uh, joining us on this episode. Our good friend Jason Hunt from the Wampus Lair podcast is uh, joining us on this one as well. How's it going, Jason?
0: I'm doing pretty good. Um, I'm, I didn't even get to my introduction before Last Jedi Dig. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> so, um, no, but that's, that's fine. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm a little apprehensive because I've never watched any of the Ewok stuff. So we'll see what happens.
1: I'm so excited for you. I'm seriously so excited. I, I, and again, if you haven't listened to our commentary, Kyle didn't hate the last Ewok movie, but he wasn't thrilled with it, which, again, I wasn't expecting him to be. And I, I, I like the first Ewok film, uh, you know, because it's, it's nostalgia. It's something I grew up with. But this one is my favorite. This is the one where I will, I will argue and debate with people and and fight with people on that this is actually a solid Star Wars Story, in my opinion. And well, we'll see how it goes.
2: Don't hype it up too much because Jason and I have talked about this. We're both trying to just go into it with no expectations whatsoever. No, that's good. that's um, good. Yeah, I I get he hasn't seen the first one. I gave him the little five-minute recap. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah,
0: I to be fair, uh, for anybody out there curious, my co-host on the Wampus Lair Carl has seen these and has talked them up to me. Um, he enjoys them, uh, for what they are. So, um, I am open to these, so we'll see what happens. I've just never watched them. I've never gotten around to, to seeing the Ewok movies.
2: Yeah. But see, I feel like this will be fun because Jason and I are in the same boat of, you know, having had these movies talked up to us by people who grew up in the eighties and loved them as kids and are both. You know watching them now for the first time as adults and you know what i didn't like the first one paul was like it's because you need action and
4: you're just a millennial but it's like well,
1: i'm technically i'm like technically a millennial but barely
2: oh yeah, yeah yeah you're you're on the on the way out you don't count um <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're you're a millennial but you're still old enough to talk down to the younger ones and call us millennials um but yeah, so so Jason and I will get to experience this together for the first time as people watching it going, what the heck is this? Um, but uh, yeah, no, it'll be fun. We're looking forward to it. Um, actually, as we're recording this, it's Labor Day weekend and uh, Jason's up here hanging out with me. So um, we're sitting in front of the same computer recording this. Yes. Um, so yeah, we're going to have a good time with it. And as usual, like we did with the first one, uh, Tim and Paul will give you guys kind of the regular commentary talk through it. Jason and I are gonna have our mics muted, just watching it for the first time, taking it all in, enjoying our pizza, and we'll join in you know, every now and again to uh, give some up-to-the-moment reactions. um, And then we'll kind of talk about it in depth when it's all over, so. Uh, Without further ado, we've got it all queued up and ready to start at the beginning. Um, You guys ready to go? Oh, yes. All right, let's do it as we always do on Punch It. So we're going to go in three, two, one, punch it.
3: As always, got a comment on the classic Lucasfilm logo.
4: Yes.
1: Well, I guess we should talk about, since Kyle and Jason are going to giggling, eating their pizzas, um, you know, watching this. Uh, I, for one, love... The, this movie. I know we don't want to hype it up, but I have to say that this movie is something that I've I've held dear to my 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 heart for a long, long time, and it's just one of those things where uh, I just grew up and I've rewatched this thing almost as much as probably. Well, I'd say now I've watched a New Hope more, but for years this I'd probably seen this more than I'd ever watch New Hope. I like legitimately just watched this like like crazy. It's Insane mm. how much I watch this, and uh, yeah, I, I, I wish we got better. Uh, I wish we had better quality videos of these things, Tim. I wish we got Blu ray quality versions of this stuff. Clean it up, you know, give it to me. And I
3: think it's just gonna, it can't be that much to upgrade It's to HD now. <laughs> I mean, just, to, yeah, no kidding, get a yeah. little small upgrade, but yeah, yeah, because it so, deserves that,
1: yeah, yeah, so. Uh, as we all know here, uh, the the movie picks up basically where the last one comes, you know, ba- well, the last one leaves off. And obviously there's a time there's a time frame that goes on and, and Wicked and Sindel become better friends and Wicked speaks better. Basic. <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait to see what they you know. and I will say I don't I, I'm not a super big into the redesign of Wicked in this. I know it, it gets a lot of hate. Not my favorite. I wish they would have kept more of the the last one, but it's whatever, you know? I mean, you just got to, you roll with it. it you yeah. look It looks like Wicked, but it just looks a little bit more of a cartoon version.
3: Yeah, that's a good way to put it.
1: Yeah. And of course, we have the printable from The Breakfast Club. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, we all know the famous line, "Mr. the bull sign, you get the horns. Yeah. <laughs> that's him right
3: there. So bad. Oh, man. And I don't remember how long it was till I, when I saw Caravan of Courage and I saw this one. It felt like a pretty big gap for me at seeing it. And this is one I haven't watched as much as Caravan of Courage. See, shots like that, Wicket looks a little freaky. <laughs> Those close-ups with his eyes and teeth like that. But So I remember it was always kind of something special when i got to watch this one because for whatever reason i don't remember why it took forever to get this recorded on vhs so whenever i got to see it on tv it was like oh this is an ewok movie i've hardly seen it was always kind of a big deal when i got to watch it because i never got to see it as much as i did caravan of courage
1: yeah well this one yeah it's so so it's so weird because it's the exact opposite for me like i recorded this um i think i i saw this on the repeat um uh, the repeat of the uh, the broadcast, like, you know, did they, they repeat or whatever. And uh, I, I got it on the second time around. And I remember seeing the previews, and just thinking, like, this reminds me of just – it just looked more like Star Wars to me. I mean, obviously, Ewoks and the Caravan of Courage looks like Star Wars. They have freaking Ewoks in it, right, and blasters. But this, as we're about to find out, uh, is even more so – uh, like Star Wars. And you'll see here as the Marauders show up, or as as, as you look here, the Marauders are here. Uh, you see them. They remind me of Jabba's Palace. And, like, I love, and as you guys all know, I love Jabba's Palace. It's my it's my jam.
2: Hey, guys, real so, quick. First of all, Wicket with these, like, yellow, sickly, glazed-over eyes. Not my jam. And also, Wicket, like, speaking full sentences in English now, not my jam.
1: <laughs> okay well, I, I, that's good we're gonna i'm gonna talk about the marauders because they're awesome anyway um but yeah this to me feel felt felt like star wars it feels more like the star of the wars blurgs. The first yeah of the, blurgs. the blurgs
3: and Ugh. man just seeing this i remember seeing this for the first time i mean especially as a little kid just being shocked that this is happening <laughs> in this movie that we just coming off a caravan of courage and this getting off to a battle at ewok village getting burned and destroyed and characters getting killed off right away. It's just, I, mean, I wasn't expecting that for the sequel to go in this direction right away.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. I, I, I freaking love, I, I love this, this movie. I really do. It's, it's a it, grand I know Wicket looks insane, but you know, I'm, it's whatever. Right. So I, yeah, I, I love it. <laughs> seeing, seeing Tarek, and everything. I mean, it's, yeah, I don't the,
3: know. They're, go ahead. No, I was going to say, the Marauders are good designs. Like I said, it just feels straight out of something you would see in Star Wars, like Jabba's Palace, and Tarek being the leader mm-hmm. of them yeah. is a good designer itself too. But, you know, it has their place in Star Wars where maybe, well, that's the thing that I love about the Ewok movies, the creatures and the character designs, mm-hmm. the, they all fit.
1: Yeah, like, I, I think these look, like, this legitimately looks like a Star Wars movie. And, I guess my question is: There's oh, Mr. Walker. Um, man. So, I for me, when I watch this, it baffles me. Like, how? What happens?
3: It's pretty dark, man. Yeah. Like, like I said, as a kid, seeing this, like, I was like, oh man, it looked seriously bummed me out watching it for the first time. Like, these characters that we saw, like, as we said, watching Caravan of Courage so much, and getting you know, spending all that time with those characters, and then seeing them. As we're going to see here, the mother's already killed off and things are going to be good for Mace as the hut that we was in just exploded. And we're going to see those life monitors that we saw in the first one. The lights go out for two of them, showing that Mace and their mother is dead. And Mace being one of the major characters in the first one and for him just to get killed off right away. That was shocking. I remember Mm -hmm. as a little kid, it just kind of setting, like you said, a dark tone for the movie right away. And as a kid seeing that for the first time is like. Oh man, this is this was kind of a bummer.
1: <laughs> I know. I Mace was like my favorite character when I was a kid. Like when uh when I watched when I first watched Caravan of Courage, it always bummed me out when like they uh they killed off Mace. It was yeah. again it, it's it's a big deal. It's like wow. And there we go, the first night sister.
3: That's right. Yeah. <laughs> now it was it was kind of retconned in the legend stuff that they made yeah, her a night sister, yeah. but it's still they call her a witch in this, so <laughs> might as well kind of connect the two.
1: Well, I mean, yeah. Well, she's technically in. A, a, well, she's te- she's a witch, but she's obviously a night sister. She's not because she's not yeah. skinned or whatever. God, Tarek looks amazing.
3: I forgot about that helmet he wore. He had it on for a brief second when he made his entrance there, mm-hmm. but that looked pretty cool. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: See, I just this the makeup looks great. The costumes look great. What are, hey, what are, are these really raider there? guys supposed
2: to be the same yeah. species as the ones in the Mandalorian?
1: That's it. We were wondering the same thing. I, 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 I don't think so. They're um, because they don't look like those those aliens. I
3: don't think. But right away, that's the first thing I thought of when that episode of the Mandalorian.
1: Was that
2: Kyle? I just said they look similar, and it's definitely got well, that same kind of vibe of them like attacking the village and stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, they, the same vibe, but they're not. I, they're definitely not the same species because they have like more. Those guys in Mandalorian have more of a smooth face. Also, if you notice here, like, the raggedy blasters they have, reminiscent of Zeb's blaster in Rebels.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I remember thinking that when they revealed Mm -hmm. Zeb and they showed his blaster and had, like, the rags and everything on it. It look very similar to the stuff they have.
2: See, yeah. Well, I'll I'll give you this, Paul. This definitely does feel a little more like Star Wars so
0: far. I'm not going to lie. It was a pretty good battle sequence for... Uh, I know babies. Like this, so. All right.
1: All right. Okay. We'll just keep going. Just keep going. This is good. This is good. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I do love that, that blaster. Like, again, I love how used and how, you know, which again, you'll, you'll see why guys, you know, as far as why those blasters are like that and everything it's, it's cool. It, it's, it's a good story. Um, but yeah, no, there, there's definitely stuff in here. Like talking about the, ma- the Marauders from uh, Mandalorian episode four, it, like if you guys remember our review, what's the first thing me and Tim said was like, "Oh man, it's reminding me of you know the same kind of things," and I almost wish they went full bore like that was them literally or not literally those characters, but like the same kind of costume design, yeah, or whatever. But they're very different. They they're more reminiscent of the orcs and Lord of the Rings than, um. But I think like aren't they like what Barados species is? I believe. Um, but, and these guys are not, they look more like weak ways, but they're not quite weak ways. It's weird, mm-hmm. which I want them to give us the, I, I want to know what their species is. And in fact, I want, I want Lucasfilm to someone to incorporate these, these kind of aliens somewhere and then call them marauders or whatever. Give me something with them because I love these. I think they're great designs.
3: Yeah. Like maybe kind of something similar to how forces of destiny in the Gorax in that one episode, which was awesome. If they could have like another short with some of these marauders on Endor, just to kind of put put them officially in the canon.
1: Yeah. Well, and you know, and one of the things that, I, again, I want to talk about, I think this, and I think even the first one does a pretty good job of, but I think this one does even better, in my opinion, you know, again, I'm not trying to downplay the, the first movie, because I still like it, but I think this one is better, but the reason why I love this so much is the the pure blend of sci-fi and fantasy. It really is a little heightened in, in science fiction, but the fantasy is still there. And I love that. And Mm. it's, to me, it's a perfect blend of the two. And again, that when I, when I, when I love star Wars, it's, it's usually when it it tends to go more towards the fantasy element. And this has a little more, you know, again, a, a little more of a blend of the science fiction to give us a little more, you know, uh, of a of a better uh, combo, if you will.
3: Oh yeah, I would agree with that.
1: Yeah, and Especially this actress, he... I don't know her name by heart, but she also plays the same lady in Do- or not same lady, but she plays a character the one of the Benny Jezere in Dune.
3: David okay. Lynch's Dune. Oh, pretty, pretty prize. That little marauder is always funny yeah. just in the but to video like that little cheer when yeah. the battle first started
1: i also love when like the the runner goes I, it, I i literally <laughs> have said that for years and i'm not even joking oh i believe it blurgs man like seriously when i saw blurgs in the clone wars i lost my damn mind
3: yeah that was awesome
1: like straight up like anytime a blurgs on screen i'm like yes
3: Especially looking at them here. I mean, this obviously the stop motion animation here, you could tell, is a little dated, but still effective and gets the job done. But then when you look to see how far the effects have come when we see them now in live action of The Mandalorian, it's just kind of cool to see them coming from humble beginnings in this movie here. Mm-hmm. See, I think it looks cool. I mean, yeah, it's stop motion, but it looks great. Mm-hmm. I guess we <sighs> should talk about kind of the inspiration that Lucas wanted to go with the story because oh, yeah. um Obviously, after the first one, he wants to do a second one. But I don't remember if it was always intended for this. But I know he was really inspired by the story of Heidi. Yes. And the orphan yeah. little girl who befriends like an old, older man, which obviously we'll get to later here. And just I, I wonder how quickly that became the focus of this movie before it was in development mm. or when they were planning the story. But then he got inspired by that. I wanted to change it as far as having Mace and their parents die. Like I wonder if there was an earlier – draft or story idea that included mace and the parents not dying or just a totally different story in general with this
4: right
1: well if i'm if i'm being honest i think george probably had no idea what he or had maybe a general idea and then he was pro- you know the heidi story was because he was reading it to his daughter yeah and so you probably imagine there. It was probably what a couple years what the, i think the caravan of courage came out what 84 and then uh this came out i think in 86 i believe and so 87? 85 for this one. Oh, 85. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So I mean, it must have been pretty early in development. He must have been like, oh, yeah, this is what we'll do. I mean, the fact that George, after he sets up the mace as one of the main characters and says, Oh, we're gonna kill him off. I love how just George just does what he wants. Yeah, and it's so because yeah. <laughs> Again, but I think it's great because he's not afraid to make big decisions like that, where a big corporation be like, well, we don't set up a whole movie that's uh that's we we can't do that. He's like, Oh, I'll do what I want. We're gonna be like Heidi. Yeah. And I, I love that. I think that's great. So again, we need more, in my opinion, we need more daring filmmakers and and storytellers that that are like that, that have a little more control and do what they want. And not have board meetings about, you know, brand management and crap like that. that's just my opinion. Um, yeah, and I also love the fact that they needed, like, oh, this Ewok's too fat. We got we to gotta <laughs> put a skinnier one in there. Let's put Wicked and that little girl in there. Yeah, that's the only
3: one could squeeze
4: through there. Yeah, true, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Blurk, so good.
4: <laughs>
1: yeah, this is a... Um... I always wanted uh, Marauders action figures.
4: You know, it's
3: kind of surprising when you think about it, as Star Wars and marketing they're you know, like merchandise are so connected with each other. They really didn't put out any like action figures and merchandise for the Ewok movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there was a lot of creatures and like the Marauders and characters and Ewoks you could have used that would make pretty cool action figures. Because man, I would love to have a Gorax, <laughs> like a oh. kind of a giant sized Gorax action figure to go with my Rancor that I had. Yeah.
1: You know, I I can confirm that um uh was it wasn't I mean was it, I'm pretty sure Ralph McQuarrie drew one of the one of the mats for this movie or at least I saw one of the mats at Lucasfilm when I was visiting there years ago. I definitely saw it. It's a, it's one of the castles at the very end.
3: Okay. That would have been cool if that was one of his design. Oh, that
1: was great. It was so awesome seeing that. No, it wasn't McQuarrie. No, I don't think it was McQuarrie, but it was definitely, but they def- it was definitely hanging up there. I thought it was really cool. It looked great too.
3: God, those blasters are awesome. <laughs> Dang, I forgot about that part. <laughs> we getting crushed by rocks. Oh yeah, I forgot about that, yeah. So this is now. this is the one part of the movie where it's kind of, the one where a little sequence here where it does it, where I feel like Caravan of Courage does a little better because it's kind of almost to the point where maybe you would have like Mace, Sindel takes a, or Mace takes Sindel from the Ewok, be able to go hide into that tree and they get attacked by that, was that werewolf monster, that pet of the Korax. It's almost like this seems supposed to kind of be that portion of the movie, but yeah. Otherwise, that one, as we talked about in the Caravan of Courage, just works so much better than this one is maybe because of the effects and some of the stuff they maybe tried to be a little too ambitious in this one or the sequence coming up here but yeah this is the one that kind of takes it down a little bit yeah compare it to caravan of courage no this
1: this this is probably the weakest i think uh special effects and and everything kind of dating it a little bit like this this specific part and again if you take this part out i don't think or not I don't need to get out, but I, I think if you if you forgive it this one spot, I think it's a pretty easy forgive forgiveness, if you sure. will. So but yeah, but I also love the fact that Wicket kind of like again, Wicket's the, the man, dude. Like this guy like makes a freaking glider. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> what a baller is that? It's like, hmm, okay, I gotta do all this stuff. That's awesome. <laughs> I love his Aha! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so amazing.
2: Too, okay, hang on. I got a question because I think I missed this earlier. Where's her brother at? He died. Are you freaking kidding me?
1: He died.
2: Dude. Wait, he died too? Yes. I don't know how I missed that. I think just because I knew the parents died, maybe I looked down at that
3: part or something because he was like
2: carrying the mom away.
0: They went to yeah, yeah. the hut and then there was the big yeah, explosion.
3: Uh oh. Then you see the two lights go off on her monitor bracelet yeah. that she has to signify that both him and his mother were dead okay
2: i'm gonna have to watch that again i think maybe just because i like i said i knew ahead of time that the parents died and i just assumed that the, this was going to be another one about her and her brother. so yeah that kind of went over my head it's
3: all good it's all good dude that kind of that goes into what we're talking about so lucas subverting the expectations that he automatically would oh, have man. going to ryan, into ryan the
1: johnson are you taking notes right now <laughs> <laughs>
2: wait 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 but you you're saying that like subverting expectations is a good thing so pick your
1: side I mean, well, well. When Lucas does it, he's the master. He actually <laughs> knows what he's doing. Anyway, that's a whole other. That's a whole other podcast. Yes, I see this. Yeah. This is my brother. When he was criticizing the movies, he specifically brought this part up, and I was like, "Come on!" It's
3: like, yeah. See, this is kind of the stuff you would expect for the whole two movies to look like throughout. Really, kind of cheap. That that cheap yeah, mm, but, yeah. But it's just one sequence. Yeah, you can live with it.
1: You know, it's something that we need to talk about is how much Joe Johnston really uh, was a part of this uh, designs for so many different things. Um, there's a book that I gave Tim uh, a couple of years ago um, called "Star." The was it is, it, is it guide to the Star Wars universe? Is that what it's called?
3: I think it was just about a year ago that you gave to me. It wasn't so long. Oh, stop it
1: it felt it felt like ages okay come on the um, illustrated universe illustrated universe that's right i can't remember the name and uh i i yeah i girl sindel um it was if you read it um it's all in universe stuff and and they and when they go through endor it's an imperial person all right this part's pretty brutal
3: <laughs> yeah sindel <laughs>
1: that's the worst part that in my opinion that's the worst this is the worst part of the movie right here
3: yeah, but so um, this is stuff we just got to laugh at. Laugh with
1: but, it. <laughs> but whatever. I mean, again, this is like TV movie in the mid 80s. What do you expect? Exactly. Um, so anyway. Um, so, yeah, like uh, if you go through that book, um, the book is an Imperial um, like scout essentially or not trooper, but just a scout of some kind. And he's uh, surveying the field, and he and, and he basically runs into the Goraks. He runs into Dooloks. runs into Teeks, so which you'll get to them in a minute. And you run in also to the Marauders, and w- during that whole time in that book, the Illustrated Star Wars Universe, it's got original Joe Johnston uh, designs of the Marauders, and it's really really freaking cool, and of Teek as well. So it's really really cool um, what they do, and um, and seeing that, so. I recommend if you have that book or you know you can get a cheap version of it, I recommend it. It's pretty cool. And a lot of Joe Johnston and Ralph McQuarrie stuff. Obviously, Ralph McQuarrie uh, designed uh, or did a big painting of the Gorax. I love uh, that painting. It's that's a so great cool. painting. Um, but yeah, Joe Johnston did a lot of these designs, which is really cool. And uh, again, keeping the aesthetic
3: of Star Wars. Exactly. It's having a big part of someone who was there creating and designing the movies work on this too. It's just, again, part of a why a lot of the stuff feels like it's straight out of the movies too when you watch it because mm-hmm. it's coming from the same people. Hey, you know, I'll
2: just jump in again real quick while you guys are talking about the creature designs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Cause you were saying how that last part you thought was like the weakest part of the movie. Like, yeah. honestly, I didn't think that was that bad. Like,
1: well, that's good. Okay. It's both well for you, my friends. I both mean, well
2: for okay. And it's probably because caravan of courage set my bar really low, but like, Again, like yeah, that was crappy like eighties TV special effects and stuff, but that's the kind of stuff I expected coming into these movies anyway. So I'm not like wow, that was some high quality, you know, visual action cinema.
1: But no, yeah, yeah. no, I got you. No, I mean yeah. honestly, it's, like
2: I would say that was about on par with some of the stuff in Caravan of Courage as far as like the the just creature effects and stuff. But it was, I don't know, that was more interesting to me than like some of the the stuff in that movie. So. No, I I agree. No, I agree.
0: This is good. This is good. So, one thing I will say is that I do love the fact that they're actually out in the California Redwoods. Having gone out there, it's beautiful and amazing, and I'm really happy to see it. So, dude, yep. And and Jason, I've been
1: there a number of times, and I can tell you that every time I go to the Redwoods, I'm always like,
0: I'm in Endor. It's crazy and awesome. That's pretty good. Yeah. Who's this speaking? Who's Go on, this? Jason. Who's this speedy guy? <laughs> well, one of my favorite Star Wars characters, and I'm not even joking, Teek.
3: How awesome is that we get a speech during Star Wars? I mean, come on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> teak is seriously amazing. I love Teak. My uh my my best friends, Dave Valdez, aka Fathers figures. We are diehard Teak fans. Legitimately, maybe some one of the biggest Teak fans in the world. <laughs> freaking love this guy and why he hasn't been in star wars yet in the new canon is beyond me and it should be rectified
3: immediately i know you would think it, of some of the stuff they have like the blurs. the species of teak would have been like right next to mine
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> all i gotta say is if you guys think i'm also trying to be joking like i'm not joking at all i'm i'm being 100 serious i freaking love teak
4: now i got you Lurdo.
0: So <laughs> I can, I can tell, I can tell you yes. really love him. So I, I'm you not, <laughs> I believe you. You're <laughs> not joking. <laughs> yes, <laughs> no, I'm not. I just, he, oh, just, look how amazing he looks. He looks amazing. Ugh.
1: So apparently when I, so when I watched this, when I was a kid, it never dawned on me that there were m- multiple teaks. I thought there was only one.
3: Same here. Yeah.
1: But, Yeah, no, Teeks, apparently Teeks are on the planet of Endor. Okay, well,
2: you just gave that away because we didn't know that.
1: Well, no, but but no, it's not in the movie. It's just, it's just that he's not, there's multiple Teeks, but no, 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 but not in this movie. It's only one. Oh, okay. Well, like, but it was established later on in that Ultimate Guide universe that the Teeks are actually a species on Endor.
0: Oh, okay.
2: Well, I guess that would make sense. Like, he has to be a species of something
1: well but right
3: it, but but we didn't know if like it was a crash land or what like yeah i just thought he was with noah like his partner for a while or yeah and then he was this wisdom when they got stranded on here but i forget if noah says it has any dialogue as far as how he met I i don't remember uh
1: it's one of those things where yeah you're kind of you don't really know like you kind of assume one way or another it's interesting
3: you <laughs> know i just think how cool it would have been to see with the ewoks and return of the jedi with some tegs running around in the battle of endor if Sinopar, only. that would have made if it only. <laughs> see, a little more believable man. for me in their defeat oh stop it well, i'll be getting to that later at the end <laughs> people <a> warriors sir
1: <laughs> man noah is so messy
3: and he likes it that way. <laughs> From my things, Robert.
4: Glenn
1: is such an angry dude. See,
3: Come that's on. why Teague wanted to find him. He just wanted to get the house cleaned. <laughs>
4: Man, I want to this. <laughs> it's, it's
1: hard being a speedster. metabolism's all crazy. <laughs> That's right, Sindel. Ah, oh, Wicket's hat's so tight. And <laughs> then Teak is like, yeah, live here with us.
3: He <laughs> won't mind.
1: Yeah. He's the nicest guy in the world.
3: And here we have Wilfred Brimley in Star Wars as Noah. And would I say the first Star Wars character we ever saw wearing glasses? I think that's accurate.
1: Uh, yeah. I it's the I say is a guy from Rebels, based off Pablo Hidalgo? But pfft, whatever, nothing. No, he's got nothing on Brimley here.
3: No, I would agree. <laughs> God, Brimley looks so. <laughs> I love Teak.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I love
1: Teak. Hmm, teak is so cute. Who are you? <laughs> Who's that? I, I I'm surprised that he doesn't know what an ewok
3: is. Like, who the hell is that? I know you would think after <laughs> being stranded on here for a while that you would encounter yeah. one Ewok at least. But
1: or and also I've seen like uh, like a human girl on be like, oh sweet, like you know, like each like, oh man, there's someone just like me. Instead of being like, Oh, I'm so bitter and angry. <laughs> I love that how Sims like, forget this guy. I haven't seen a human in a long time that's like my parents. He's an old Beat up dude at this guy. <laughs> I don't know.
3: He just doesn't want to get close and have any new friends. Nope. That's right,
1: Teak. You should know better. <laughs> I saw a, a guy on a motorized scooter and his and his granddaughter dresses uh, Noah and Cindel celebration.
3: Yeah, I, that was a great photo you guys took. <laughs> oh,
1: me, me and Dave are so happy. And I guess Dave said that uh, when we were leaving, um, the little girl was like, it's a like, grandpa. They recognized us. It was really cute. I was like, of course
3: we did. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so you're, you're, you're playing Star Wars Legends. That's I'm, awesome.
3: But I hope that you guys weren't the only ones who recognized them. I hope not. I'm sure I wasn't. Or we were, but uh... those biscuits always look so good.
1: I know, dude. i couple of little biscuits here. Look, oh, look here. Oh, my. You
3: know that almost looks like the same thing Yoda was cooking for Luke on Dagobah. But... You're right. Same recipe. <laughs> Gotta love teak. Taking in some of those biscuits in his little satchel there to get to Sindel and Wicket. Aha! I love he's just
1: like super happy. Oh, these little boogers uh,
3: Miss lunch. This is sweet. (laughs) He calls them little beggars too. Yeah, little beggars. I guess he knows that maybe Teak eats a lot of food right away because his whole plant is empty and no one. Doesn't seem See, to notice, or doesn't yeah. seem to think it's a big deal. But yep,
1: influenced by the Flash for sure. Yeah. sure.
3: <laughs> Teek was fast, but not fast enough, to where noticed. Noah could have noticed him sneaking out that food.
1: Well, he does. He just doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't care. Because <laughs> you hear the obviously you hear the door flap.
3: Yeah, and he looks out the window and he sees them.
1: <laughs> I mean, he knows. I just think he, I just, yeah. And he also knows Teek is going to do it regardless of what, what he says anyway. Man, Teek is sure taking his time.
2: <laughs> well, also, I like how he doesn't notice that the plate is empty till he gets back, even though while he was sitting at the table the first time, he emptied <laughs> it into his bag.
0: Yeah, no, he, he, he totally intended for that to all happen.
1: <laughs> mm. <laughs> Pretty no, it, it, yeah exactly he's he's trying to maintain his rough exterior which again i, I like I, I do like that it's obvious and it's it's played but it's perfect because it shows that he's not just a mean old man he really is a good person he just is like a bitter he's just bitter and angry and lonely
3: oh, God, I love cinda oh. laughing as wicked as his butt on fire <laughs> <laughs> so harsh <laughs> Little wood rat.
4: <laughs> oh,
3: <no>. So <laughs> uh, that that shot of Wicked Ascenda right there has become a gift that's been used a lot for these New York movies. <laughs> Those bug eyes <laughs> sticking out so wide. <laughs> now Noah's house does has a pretty cool interior look to it. But yes. uh, what do you think is better? This one or Wicked's house in the first one in the Epoch Village? One. Sure. That's just my opinion, though. Here, sleep on
1: this hard floor.
3: Teek's at least giving him some type of pillows and blankets. Yeah. At least Cindy Wicket got nothing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Wicket's all furry. He's got his own built-in blanket. And- That's a good point. That's a
1: Good point. <laughs> Sindel maybe can even use him as a pillow. <laughs> oh yeah, they're already snuggling. That's a good point. Teak should give up his bed. What a dick. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, you don't like him anymore now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Taking back all the nice things you said about him. He, yeah, exactly. I also don't.
1: I also. It's also hilarious that he's like oh, yeah, you have to go. You can stay over here overnight one night, but you have to go immediately the next day. It's like, come on. <laughs> come on, homie.
3: That thread everyone always makes to unwanted guests at first.
1: But I guess it also established, you know, because he's already established with Teak, that he knew he was going to, you know, he's he whatever he's just being a jerk, and then he, was, he gave in anyway. And we all, I think he knew, and we all know he's going to give in too. So, again, good writing. For like a family movie.
3: I forgot about that nightmare secrets.
4: Right
1: this I, I think this wasn't in the original movie. Really? I think so. I, I think there's like a the original cut didn't have this. Because kind of like, you know, it's kind of scary.
3: And the way Tarek just jumped out of the bed
1: <laughs> facing me. Yeah, you know? I think I, either I think the Tarek scene might be one of the others. It's it's, it's not completely, it's it is like re edited or whatever.
3: Okay. Yeah, because I remember this sequence here of Noah. Now yeah, yeah, yeah. His bed to them. <laughs> and he's blaming Teague for showing the kindness in his heart now. <laughs> and the insults that Noah has for them are like, keep coming <laughs> beggars, wood rats. Now he just called them something else right here. But <laughs> <Whatever>. I <laughs> like, drop the movie. You have to keep track of all the different name calling Noah he calls wicked and Sindel.
4: Mm hmm.
0: He just likes complaining. That's his pastime, <laughs> his hobby. I
3: mean, what else is there to do on Endor? I guess when you're <laughs> stuck in the middle of the woods,
0: not much apparently.
1: I love Wicked just like doing his thing, like his best like greaser impersonation, yeah. where he's sharpening his nap. Like, what's up, dude? You want to mess with me? You know, get this in your gut. <laughs>
3: okay, Noah's walking stick is straight up baller. Yeah, like it's obviously at the top of it's a design of some creature, but what type of creature exactly? I want to write that story. No one needs his own prequel story. God. Like I'm getting stranded on here. The different monsters and creatures is accounted.
1: Oh, my God. Just get, make this movie's canon for God's sake. Just do it. I will say, too, that this movie just is like with, with the the way they shot it. It's just in my opinion, is a much better. This is much better than the last one. Like the lighting and everything. It just it fits better. God, I love this castle. Yeah,
3: the See, castle is a cool look. We don't have enough castles in Star Wars.
1: Again, what's cool about this idea is that this is obviously this was here before the Marauders. I'm assuming. And so you know, like, see,
3: now there's an interesting story to tell exactly whose castle actually is that. Cause it would make sense that the Marauders just found it abandoned or they took it over or, mm-hmm. but the fact that it is probably, probably not theirs.
1: See what I'm talking about, like, you know, continuity and mythologies. And one of the things I love about, these big mythologies like Star Wars and, and you know Marvel characters and DC characters is when they incorporate different things into their continuities and, and retcons and things like that. Like a Night Sister, like when when the Courtship of Princess Leia was written and came out, this they kind of shoehorned this in. But I think that, again, I like it when they do that stuff. I like it when everything kind of is connected and loosely in some way. It makes it more. It, again, it makes it more it, it, exciting to read it and invest it. At least
3: for me. No, yeah, I would agree. As long as it's kind of feels natural and they're not just shoehorning him yeah. in there, but but obviously there are instances where you could make this work.
4: Well, for okay. what everything that
3: transpires in these two movies to fit into kind of the history of Endor and the Ewoks that we see in Return of the Jedi.
1: See and again, I like I like this design and I like everything looks great.
4: Fun Moon love
3: I don't know, but you know how much I love the Gorax's lair. I don't know which one I Dude, like. Dude,
1: come on. This is like this is, this is so much better. Come on. I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I you know, you know I, is... I think I
2: heard you guys talking earlier about like these being Star Wars orcs from Lord of the Rings, and now they're all on the
1: Find the Halflings. Yes. Well, I well, in, in that one, in that one uh in the Mandalorian episode, but in this one, it's um Obviously, it, the, the, this is before those movies, but but yeah. Some little Rugrats.
3: See, there's another
4: one.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that want to smile and wave to you.
4: <laughs> <laughs> they
1: go. I, and, and, I, and I know I'm I'm just gonna I, I'm just like uh, a redundant machine over here, but I think Noah's costume looks pretty cool too for what it is.
3: I don't know if I'd say cool, but <laughs>
1: well, and what I mean by that is that it looks like, again, it looks old. He's obviously retrofitted it, uh, fitted it for you know for his for himself. It just it looks like Star Wars, but it's a very very used and lived in you know outfit. You know what I mean?
3: No, yeah, it goes back to the whole thing that it fits in with the world and universe. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. How he just gives in. Ha! We'll all make a mess. <laughs> oh yeah, the pie. I forgot about the pie. That always looked good too. I know.
1: <laughs> Teague is just like give me them pies. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Pie is always the best way to make friends. I'm
1: not a pie fan, to be
2: honest. <laughs> you know, his belt right there just sounded like a dying choke. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey. yeah. Stay out Save <laughs> oh, it's so amazing. Just yelling at Teak. Aw.
3: Well... I missed the dialogue there. Right? We assume they made the pie out of the flowers they brought.
1: Yeah, I, I think they weren't flowers. I took them as berries or like flowers. It looked
3: like flowers are holding. I mean, I just didn't
2: they notice the berries. Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking, too. But I'm assuming they must have been like flowers from a berry plant or something. Because, yeah, yeah, she just yeah. ran in with the flowers and was like, hey, we can make some pies. Well, there multiple colors. I'm assuming there were flowers and berries on the stems. Yeah. Of so. course, it's an alien Star Wars planet. Maybe they make flowers, pies out of flowers. I don't know.
3: No, that's too unrealistic for me to believe. <laughs> now he he's wants his sl- house spotless.
1: Yeah, now, yeah. Gonna, <laughs> now, now you're going to get slave labor out of you. You're making pies, making muffins, and you're sweeping this place while Teek, the fastest thing on this universe, is just to sit there and do nothing.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's the first why he let Teek stay with him, but then Teek just got tired of it. It was like Mm -hmm. on strike or something (laughs) and not longer going to clean his house.
1: (laughs) I love Teague's like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. No, I'm going back to sleep. And again, I like the fact that, again, we don't know where Noah is going off to. And it's just kind of like there's a little bit of mystery in all this. little beggars following me and of course kids are curious I also love how curious they are after that, like you know that he just brought him in like let's go follow him where he told us not to <laughs> classic kids well and you know what I will say
2: too like I think Sindel is a more interesting character in this one like she just seems to have a little bit more like personality to her than she did in the last one well,
1: I am have- I 100% agree. And I think a part of it's because she's playing off of Wicked. I know you guys don't yeah.
2: like, like And it could fun. be that, the, I mean, I'm assuming they made this one after the last one and they weren't made like at the same time. So the actress is a little bit older too. And I know, you know, last time I yeah. said like, I'm not trying to harp on the child actors too much, but like, wasn't impressed with either of them the first time around. But yeah, this one, like, I don't know if it's just the she's dynamic sure. between her and Wicked or just, like I said, it just seems like she's got a little bit more energy and personality in this one.
1: Yeah, I think it's a little bit of Polish Last, like in
2: the last one, it felt like she was just looking at the camera and reading her lines. Like,
1: yeah, she
2: yeah. feels like an actual character this time.
1: Uh, that's good, that's good. Good thing. God, I love this.
3: Yeah, that is a cool ship design. And the interior of the ship is really cool. I oh, like it a lot too. It,
1: when you see the ship, co- well, I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but when you see the ship later on, it's uh, it's pretty rad. It's again, I love, love the stuff, man. Does the ship have a name? I don't don't remember knowing it. No, I don't think so. Oh, yes, my favorite part Star Cruiser Rush. (laughs) Yeah. Star Cruiser Rush.
4: (laughs) Wicked's just like, whatever, dude. (laughs) What (laughs) are you?
3: he's got the worst traps here than it which yep and
1: i also love the fact that he's like teak didn't even come around here <laughs> <laughs> or no
3: <laughs> so I, I still i love that insult that's the best insult in star wars i also
1: <laughs> you know. when he tells him, you, he goes are you okay i'm okay oh and he picks him up it's so awesome he, <laughs> i just oh man i love it Again, it's very endearing. I love Noah's character. He's like, oh, I'm sort of an angry guy, but come here, I'll give you a big old hug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this this interior is so cool. Again, love how just Star Wars it feels, but it feels super,
3: super old. So now we're getting the backstory for Noah and his friend Salak and how they got here. It was their first mission they crashed here. Yep. Ah, so again, like I so said, obviously it's implying he's been here for quite a few years and hasn't encountered any walk yet <laughs> until now.
1: Well, maybe he has, he's just, he's, whatever. Yeah. I wonder what mission he was on.
3: I know he didn't really say like what he was doing, where he was, like, what his job was, or just what's he the explorer. But I wish I could write that story. He was on a mission, crash, that's it.
1: I wish I could write that story. I'm not sure what the hell it'd be, but I'd love to write it. So yeah. We'll, see, I love that. He's like, so we'll stay here. I just, I just love Noah. He's such a great character, and he's also a talented musician. Look at this. Guy.
3: <laughs> hell yeah, Noah! And yeah, look at Teak rocking out too. <laughs> mm-hmm. I forgot Teak got an instrument.
1: Well, Noah obviously trained him. Yoda, or Wicked's Wicked on drugs. percussions yeah,
3: yeah. so <laughs> they're getting their own band started here
4: there you
3: go obviously Wicked puts those percussion talents to good use at the end of the Battle of Endor Return of the Jedi <laughs> later <Sure>. on <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, the classic wipeaways!
3: <laughs> oh, you got to have those in Star Wars movies. Yep. It's like they finally gave Wicked a blanket. What <laughs> is <laughs> it? it's still on the floor. Oh,
4: yeah. yeah. Hmm. I
1: think he's dead. It's been like 40 years. <laughs> this part is pretty bummer man like straight up her her family's all dead
3: yeah these guys think about too how they just came off and we don't know the exact time period of how long it's been between movies but obviously this came out of this heroin experience of rescuing their parents from the gorak thinking they were dead before maybe never seen again Mm -hmm. they get them back And then shortly after, she loses them not only her parents, but her brother, Mace, too. So, again, it's not the direction you would expect a sequel for that movie to go, where after that triumphant happy ending with the family being reunited, she would lose all of them in just a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. Hmm.
1: Yeah, there is this movie, it's funny when whenever I watch this, it just, again, even though it's dated and it's old and I just, it just feels like star Wars, man. And I, you know, and again, maybe it's because it takes those, those classic, classic plot lines, like, like a Heidi where it's an, you know, an orphan child and she, you know, they meet up with an older, you know, older person that becomes like their father, you know, or, or mother figure or whatever. and, they again these these archetypal stories that star wars uses to tell their their tales and and there's there's something about those using those old myths and repurposing them for star wars and how it fits so well and, yeah. and th- don't get me wrong and caravan courage is very much like that too right because as they're going on this journey they're, they're getting more people to join their you know their their adventure or whatever but this one just is a little more heartfelt and i think that's what maybe where i i and as a kid, I identified with because She was my age, right, my, or close to my age. So,
3: no, I would agree with that. Definitely more hard put in the story in this one than there was for *Caravan of Courage*.
1: And Mace like doing dueling axes with Lukatra. <laughs>
4: well,
3: this is a scene I always forget about until I watch it, and then it comes mm-hmm. comes on.
1: Yeah. I remember uh, when we watched this a couple of years ago for, uh, did you watch it last year? No, it was a couple two years ago. We watched it for Star yeah. Wars day and ne- we had, that was such a fun, we had it was a blast watching this. We hadn't watched, we both hadn't watched this in a long time. Yeah, years. It'd been, a, it'd been a minute. And it was just, it was really nice to kind of, for someone like me and Tim, just, you know, who loves Star Wars and all kinds of Star Wars, whether it be comics, books, whatever. And, um, uh, it was just nice to kind of see and, and, and know someone who understands the, the love of this of this movie and appreciate it for what it is and and treat it like Star Wars because I don't like when people say it's not Star Wars. It drives me nuts.
3: Yeah, I think that's an unfair assessment to say you could not like it and think it's exactly not on yeah. par with any of the movies. But to say it doesn't feel like Star Wars, that might be a little too much. Even well, though it does different things you would enormously see in Star Wars movie, but yet again, yeah. what you are talking about playing on some of those fantasy tropes or not even tropes but fantasy story elements and mm-hmm. yeah other taken from other inspirational stories that Star Wars usually does and this m- moment right here is really dive into the fantasy aspect
1: yeah oh is this one where he puts water on him? oh yeah. Sorry. oh here we no go. I love I love that I love how uh, Noah's got a patch right on his butt <laughs>
3: <laughs> Little bear. Put on some pants first. Can't go out there in his pajamas no matter what the emergency is. <laughs>
1: awesome. Awesome outfit. Hmm kind of piggybacking what uh what jason said earlier about how the redwoods are if you guys haven't been the redwoods you guys really need to go out there and check it out it's beautiful and i like and i think when we said this last time i we gotta have a saga continues meet up the redwoods man
3: dude we gotta do a meet up there and watch the ewok movies there and return of the jedi <laughs> we're at the at the redwoods yeah Set up no, camp and just oh, get man. an ipad or a laptop up and just
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like
3: we're really there.
1: Yeah. No, this is, uh, this is pretty cool. It's it, The Redwoods are magical, man. They really are. You feel like you're in a different world, in my opinion.
4: Well,
0: I'll, I'll definitely agree with you on that, Paul. It, it, they really are a totally other world, and it's amazing and beautiful and magical. Carl and I kept expecting Ewoks to be around the corner every time yeah. we were walking through there, so...
1: Yeah, it's it really it feels like you're on a different planet, and it's awesome, just awesome. I I've been I always I wish I could go there every year and and hang
3: out. I really do. Do you like it? So you can almost almost imagine that horse, and there could be a unicorn, <laughs> with yeah. like the scenery with, um, um, mm. with you know what? Good. No, uh, I was just gonna say, obviously hasn't revealed herself yet, but knowing right. who that is and yeah. kind of just looking like an, like an elven princess or a queen. It mm-hmm. just has a very fantasy vibe. Like I was saying, like having that mythological unicorn in the background of a enchanted forest. It just, that's really fantasy based here. Right.
1: And I think too, one of the things as a kid, I didn't even put two and two together how it's both fantasy and science fiction and how, obvious it is and but as a kid i didn't really put two and two together and i just took it as face value like oh of course like star wars is like this it's just crazy because this is even more fantasy i would say than like 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 return of the jedi for the most part because it's like straight up like horsebacks and like witches and
4: no totally Mm -hmm.
3: know why Teak didn't go with him did he tell him to stay home but <laughs> he just oh, he was so no I mean oh, hell yeah oh yeah the grapple
1: well I mean I always wondered like why didn't why didn't they have blasters oh I was getting his worst his worst, <laughs> his worst suit on hell yeah
3: Noah means business now.
1: Yeah, Noah's uh, like <laughs> going into town. She doesn't love it. Like he's like, "All oh, right, I'm ready. I got my my yellow thing underneath it, and I'm
3: good to go." And Teak's all. You're not leaving without me.
1: Yeah,
3: Teak. Again, just showing the different as we're talking about Caravan of Courage, showing the different environments that Endor does have than just being a forest. Yep. Um, that castle just in the middle, of like almost a dead wasteland
4: there. Mm-hmm.
1: God, love, I love this. How like, just this reminds me so much of Jabba's palace. I love it.
3: I remember while I'm, I'm watching it with the subtitles on here. Tarek is speaking an Anglian language. I can't remember if he, does, he speaks a little. Yeah, there he goes. I was going to say, can't remember if he spoke English or not. He does. Yeah, and he's speaking it right here. And he doesn't even know what Ewoks are.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know, but maybe they have a different name for him. That's
3: true. It's a funny way to think about it, how we never hear them be called Ewoks in Return of the Jedi. And yeah. actually being here and called Ewoks here, it's because obviously you get Star Wars man. We know they're Ewoks, so we associate that name with them. But sometimes forget that they're never called out in Return of the Jedi.
2: Hey, is this guy voiced by the same guy that voices Jabba in Return of the Jedi? Uh...
1: That's a good question. His voice
2: sounds similar and it's mostly in like the growls and stuff. I'm like, it sounds a lot like Jabba if he was speaking English.
4: Mm. Let me see that actually. <laughs>
3: <laughs> As I know if, we haven't been given the full narration of the plot of the movie like we did with Caravan of Courage, but they got, like this energy power source that they got from Sindel's family ship that they think is magic base, but they can't get it to operate. Yeah, exactly. That's why they want Sindel to op- to get it to work, knowing that it's coming from her family ship. hmm As he takes away the witch's ring, that that's what enabled her to turn to the crow, right? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can remember if she does that on her own if it was because of the ring she had.
4: <laughs> T
3: going way too fast there. <laughs> again, you got these structures like this... Was it's bar- not a barren wasteland, but it seems like there was more than just a castle was here that got destroyed. But yeah, like, what is the history of the spot on Endor?
1: Yeah, that's what I want to know. I mean, it could be the Marauders put it up there because they, obviously they'd been there a long time, but I don't think they've been there that long. I always took it as they crash landed on the planet and then they just took that that castle over.
3: Yeah, as we were talking about before, I don't know if it was like abandoned or they mm-hmm. had a battle and they took it over. But it would be cool to learn some history. Of the fact, of what exactly is that castle and who was it for?
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Could, it could be the Dulox.
1: You know, you could say it's for them.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: I always wanted some kind of sentient, sentient Oh my gosh, I can't say this word. Sentient life. Uh, uh, like the Marauders on Endor, but it wouldn't really make sense because they would be obviously, you know, not just have, they'd they'd be like cities or whatever on the planet if that was the case.
3: Mm. The the remains of Salak are right there in that prison. See, I forgot about that aspect. We did learn what happened to Salak.
1: Dude, it's crazy. They let, like, Salak decompose and probably, or either did that or fried him.
3: Either way, it wasn't good.
1: <laughs> See, I like that. There's another ship. Oh, boy. I love this. The moat.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: This is the painting I saw of the painting of this part right here.
3: Quick and swim.
1: Whoa now.
3: <laughs> I mean, so, what's with the water on Endor? You got this one, they got the one I care about a curry that just traps you under the lake. <laughs> I mean, gotta be careful where you get your water from on this moon. very much.
1: I what I wanna know what those things are.
3: Noah doing his best Batman right here <laughs> with his bat grapple gun. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Huh? Teak's like, I got this. Watch this, homie. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna bust myself up there. <laughs> god, Caloptique. <I> <laughs> oh god, I love him. If you guys remember the Star Tours uh, videos, the old ones, mm-hmm. he's, on, he's yeah. on them.
3: Yeah, because that came out was it, 86, 87. I think it was 87. Yeah, somewhere in
1: there.
3: So not too far after this movie, at the most two years. So cool that they decided to use one of the more recent characters at that time for that promo.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Noah sounds so angry. Get a
4: feel of the water!
3: <laughs> was Teak the one in the Star Tours probably that like gets the camera taken at him and it where it hurts his eyes? I don't remember. I don't think so. I could be wrong. He wasn't the one smoking, right? That was another character <laughs> or creature was.
1: I don't remember. I'm sure it's online
3: somewhere. I think it would be cool if they had like
2: wait, isn't he still in the video for the new Star Tours? nope no uh, i thought he was because i feel like i'm like i know i've seen that creature somewhere recently and i've been on the new star tour so many times i've i feel like he might still be in the video for that one
1: i when i was there he was not hmm.
2: maybe i'm just thinking of the old one then
3: it'd be cool sometimes at disneyland they would have like a throwback month or a period where Every so often you do get to ride the classic Star Tours where you go to plan to go to Endor, you have the old video, you have the original Captain Rex as your pilot, just as a yeah. little nostalgia trip would be fun every once in a while for them to do. Exactly. And we've got some drunk marauders here, it looks like. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, they know how to party, man. Yeah, apparently. It's like the way Teak walks too. Yeah. (laughs) When he's out running. So it was like a tippy toe style.
1: Oh yeah, I love how they, they they uh managed to to get across here. Well it makes sense they wouldn't recognize anybody because they're all drunk.
3: Yeah. That's right, they do the disguise. <laughs> yeah, so that's another aspect of part of this movie that I don't remember too much, but when you watch it, it's like it just comes back to you, you're like, Oh, that's right, they do this. <laughs>
1: boy teak that's how
3: he just just rounded up a bunch of those guns
1: that's what i thought yeah (laughs) this is awesome (laughs) i love how skeleton like these things look too
3: yeah i mean for the longest time like when me and my brothers watch a little, we just refer to them as like the skeleton people <laughs> or like the skeletons.
1: No, that's a good, that's a good way to look at. It. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and
3: we got wicked on top of Noah's shoulders with a cloak around it, but you can still clearly see his face. If you're looking straight at him. <laughs> it's almost a little, almost looking like a Jedi robe. To be that's,
1: yeah, Exactly. It's a Jedi Wicked. But it worked. but again, I when I was a kid, I never understood why that worked. But, oh, because they were drunk. Got it. Okay. Now I, now I get it.
3: <laughs> of course it's, Teak is the go. It's like Wicked was obviously on Noah's shoulders, but it almost kind of got the impression that Teak was on the bottom, but no yeah, top yeah, of exactly. Teek's shoulder.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
3: Are they playing Sabak right there. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See that that uh that Marauder looks kind of like a Gorak.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Maybe try to model himself after Gorak. He just
1: sticks the creatures. Yeah, is
3: such I a like that design. He wanted to Died his, make hair. Himself a yeah. his
1: hair. Yeah, grew his hair out, dyed his hair.
0: Oh man!
3: <laughs> oh, that's a great shot of Teak, right there. I know it's like, give them the thumbs up, boy. It's okay, simple.
1: We <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, just give the freaking keys. <laughs> uh, do you think? Do you? does he say English here? It sounds. I always think he says "Silence little brat."
3: I see I had the subtitles on. I didn't even notice when they popped up.
1: <laughs> I didn't even look. Well, I'll have them on. <laughs> it's on Teek's hand. Oh, so great.
4: <laughs>
1: oh, I do I, lo- I love this. <laughs> Teek He's like, I don't know what I'm going (laughs) to do.
3: Making him a cheater.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Jerk a jerk. (laughs) Uh,
3: That was a great bit. This is awesome. You don't have to argue about who shot first there. They both shot at the same time. Oh. Uh <laughs> yeah, and they're
1: all freaking out. I love that. Uh, oh, see, this is great. Okay,
2: yeah, this is way better than Caravan of Courage. That was freaking awesome.
0: <laughs> that was, <laughs> <laughs> God, Kyle and I just laughed out loud that whole sequence. <laughs>
1: God. Told you, Teak's the man, dude. Yeah, this is a. Uh... Sorry, I'm going to hear my baby crying in the background. I love this part up here when she's like, hey, let me out. We're going to say, okay, lady. <laughs> and then Sinai has to come in and be like, oh, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> Just chucks the keys and throws them down. I, I like the way she did that. It's like she, she knew exactly where she was going. I love it. Yeah.
4: She just yeeted those keys out of there. I know, she (laughs) She did,
1: dude. Dude, nothing makes me happier than seeing Ewoks with blasters. I'm
4: actually seeing music, too. Ewoks with blasters
0: is always a a (laughs) simultaneously good and highly dangerous thing.
3: As that Marauder just found out.
0: (laughs) I love that
1: this this doesn't get resolved for a while with this guy <laughs> oh I love this part too oh his dad dad's like I got this son <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh stop!
1: oh I love this guy this poor guy
3: His sword is so cool. Yeah. That's a pretty big broad sword. That
4: mm-hmm.
3: does <laughs> a kid, shooting in the foot.
4: I know the this guy.
1: <laughs> oh, man. God, it's just so good.
4: <laughs>
1: also, that guy goes, Aah! I thought it was. I always thought when I was a kid was that guy getting stepped on still.
3: The, <laughs> maybe it was it
1: might have been yeah see and i i love how noah has like all his old gear still so he he was obviously he was doing something you
4: yeah know I, mean?
3: I don't know obviously it just wasn't a simple mission where he had to bring all these blasters grappling hooks detonators mm-hmm <laughs> that Ewok of is Han Solo in a new hope moment when yep. he just blasted the stormtrooper and just ran off <laughs> yep.
1: well not, that's Deej man that's the wicked dad
3: yeah that was Deej you're right yep
4: Deej Deej Woo, Deej no oh!
1: he's like I got this son so oh hell no
4: bam
3: too bad we didn't get it to see F. Sorry, I'm forgetting about his name, but the Hunter Ewok from Caravan of Courage. Knowing how good he was with weapons, how he would have yeah. done with a blaster. Oh,
1: if, if he was there, they, would, they wouldn't they would probably even leave the castle. They would have yeah. been
3: the floor with him. I guess picture him wearing, like, wielding dual blasters and just <laughs> taking yeah. care of the marauders, no problem. <laughs> Deej is a pretty good shot. Yeah. <laughs> the
1: His brother. I love it. I love his voice, it's so awesome.
3: Oh, snap as Noah realizes that's yeah. his friend Salad right there.
1: Oh, dude, I love Noah's reaction right here. He's like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "Oh, what the hell?" And he's like, "What, lady?
3: Yours?" <laughs> like, shame, right? <laughs> Or Wicket gets the dud blaster. I
1: know. <laughs> Wicked didn't even fire his blaster like once. Or he did. One so, time. Dude, shot this guy guy's foot. foot. Yeah.
3: So look at the man. Deej and Wicket just held up, held back all those Marauders, just the two of us. <laughs> so yeah, well, dude,
4: Deej did it himself. What are you That's talking true. about? Yeah.
1: Man, Deej, like, he they need to give him a blaster for, you know.
3: See, we needed to see him more in the Battle of Endor and Return of the Jedi. Exactly. I mean how many marauders did he take out? Like five at least.
1: Well, More. he was, he did it smart. Oh, that's a good shot right there. <laughs> Whoa. I love the marauders like go after him on the same thing. <laughs> and then he's like, oh hell no. See, look at that. I love D's like, I ain't done with you yet. <laughs> oh, this is great. <laughs> And I love this part coming up here where like where Tarek comes in and you hear him you listen, when Tarek hits the string, hear him go,
4: ah
3: <laughs> I forgot about that bit too.
1: This is so amazing. <laughs> The makeup looks great, man. It does, yeah. That blaster looks like I'm telling you, it looks just like Zeb's.
3: Pretty darn close. What if they made Zeb one of these species of the marauders? How trippy would that would have been?
1: <laughs> well, they could be like like a like an older deformed kind of version, you know, like maybe or a, maybe a cousin species if you will. Maybe. As mine now wait so is she like stuck as a bird now just keep watching (laughs) getting ahead of yourself well she's gonna need that ring back maybe she'll get it back just keep watching
3: god it's Terex now
1: yep (laughs) I also love, like, the uh, almost, like, vibro axes there. It almost looks just like mm. them. Yeah. yeah love this. See, this is my jam right here, man. God, those weapons look so cool. If I could have one of those props, man, oh, life would be complete.
3: See? They should have some of those lying around in galaxy's edge and yeah. the shop lightsabers. Stock antiques. Yeah. Dude, it'd be cool to have something like that. Let's there.
1: take it a step further. It's let's, further. It's let's a guy dressed up as a marauder, just walking around. How rad <laughs> would that be?
3: <laughs> it would be rad, but I can't, <laughs> I mean, it'd be so cool for the really hardcore fans who like these movies and know the history of it. But so many people probably wouldn't know what the heck they are. Well, <laughs> don't you know what they are. They, that's
1: my, that's my point though. Is like, Make a practical costume for someone to wear that you know at least can looks like Star Wars, and you don't have to des- pay someone extra money to design it because it's already there. God, I love
3: yeah, if it fit the aesthetic of how galaxies is is on that too. obviously it's a planet where a lot of different species and organizations go to, so there might be one of those marauders just hanging around there. Uh, that is a viable act. Hell yeah, I didn't even
1: realize that. They are vibro-axes, like legit vibro-axes. Oh, it's exciting. That is a sweet staff, man. I love that staff. Tim, how long... Let's just take a guess here. How long, without looking at that... Do you have the book next to you, The Illustrated Star Wars Universe? I do, actually. Do me a favor. Let's before you before you grab grab it, but don't look and see how long the, they they say it in the, in that book. Because I think they do talk about it. How long do you think the Marauders are on here? Like how many years?
3: Okay, I have to try to find out and get that info. I'm
1: just curious if it says. I I'd imagine maybe like a couple hundred years. Now I want to say for the record when. If you're wondering why there's not very many Ewoks in everything, and it's you know obviously the village and all that stuff, I take this as like this is not literally the Ewok village. This is a small segment of Ewok uh, encampment, if you will, mm-hmm. that Wicked the work or the Wicked Work uh, family is uh, a part of.
3: Yeah, because obviously we kind of said that on the Caravan of Courage too. How it's right. like such smaller village, right? But camp is probably a, a better word for there, like. The main Ewok village we see in Return of the Jedi is kind of like the one where all the different maybe yeah. tribes or camps go to to congregate and meet up.
4: Yeah.
1: And I love the fact that they, they make them go through the segment of the woods that they can't bring their horses. Mm-hmm. And I love how they're using, again, it kind of you goes back to the Ewoks being able to use their surroundings to, you know, because they know that everything that surrounding area is so much better to their advantage. So they, they immediately eliminate the, the horseback riding and the blurgs and everything. Mm-hmm. God, this I mean legitimately love this part of the
3: movie. Noah's giving in Ewoks to Peptop what they gotta do.
4: So mm-hmm.
3: That's right. Buy him some time to power up the ship with that energy source. Oh yeah, the catapult. Because, you know, a big battle is on the horizon right here. hmm
1: So it's parallel. They said they thought everyone said that, like, Noah says, a, a, says the F word there. Oh really? But he, does, but he doesn't.
3: I know, but I never knew that was a thing where people
4: die.
1: People like, legitimately thought he said,
4: ah. "I'm
1: not gonna say it." But yeah, tear down the forest, man.
3: Yeah, why do you walk? Is on crutches? I don't remember that. I
1: know. I, I I always forget about that.
3: But yeah, he looks like he's still gonna be a part of the battle.
1: Yep. Wait till you see the, the cut Return of the Jedi footage that shows up in this movie.
4: Yeah, that's right.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: my boy Teak.
3: I was just other kid, was the big highlight of the movie right here? Knowing oh, that. for sure a big battle was coming, especially having watched return of the Jedi so many times as a kid and knowing we're going to get a battle. That's going to be somewhat similar to what we're familiar with in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So was excited to see when, again, I was, I, I always said, I didn't get to see this movie too often as a kid, as much as I did caravan of courage, but I was always excited when we got to this part, to see this battle sequence here.
1: I think it's also cool. The fact that like, obviously without the ship, they'd be kind of, they'd be done, but like the ship gives them that fight, that little chance. Mm-hmm.
3: But yeah, as we're gonna see, they hold their own pretty darn well mm-hmm. against the marauders here.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. Get my hands get your hands off my
4: teak. <laughs> Ugh. Oh, tar- here we go.
1: Yep. All right, here we go. Cut return of the Jedi. Yeah. Here it comes.
3: There's return of the Jedi. Weekend. They're right there. <laughs> I like how much better he looks.
1: <laughs> I think that's the Return of the Jedi right there, too, with Wicket. And right there, this one right here, that's totally Return of the Jedi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's obviously Battle for Endor. Uh.
3: See, like that ship is kind of like Noah's Falcon there. It's not working. <laughs> how stoked is Noah right now? Like,
1: he legitimately is like, I'm going to be able to get it home.
3: He's so stoked. I hit as long as the Ewoks can do their part, yeah.
1: <laughs> So amazing! <laughs> oh, I love
4: this. This is yeah,
3: great. Is... <laughs> Just roping that Marauder up to the tree. That looks pretty darn painful. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I
1: love how like the ropes around his face. Yeah. <laughs> dude they've got spikes on the back he hits his own guy that's awesome He has, he tells him Lurdo here uh, <laughs> oh no it's not here it's somewhere else
3: It's see this is i think we kind of talked about this we watched it on the may the fourth day but there's just certain shots in this battle that i think are really cool like this is a shot of the marauders walking watching yeah. the forest firing their blast it's like that's type of stuff I wanted to see in Return of the Jedi <laughs> with like stormtroopers walking the forest, shooting their bl- blasters, looking competent and actual, where they could do some damage to the Ewoks. Where they're just getting humiliated, bombarded by sticks and yep. ropes and arrows and all this. So like uh, obviously the Marauders aren't faring too well either, yeah. but they just seem like it just seemed like they were doing better job as so sh- as soldiers and. How it was shot and seeing them kind of at least yeah. use their weapons for a bit more, as always. All the stormtroopers do in Return of the Jedi.
1: <laughs> kicking it, I love it. <laughs> I love blurgs. I do wish blurgs originated on uh, Endor, though.
3: Yeah, but still. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm not complaining. <laughs>
1: Mm -hmm. Also, the Blurgs are much bigger in this than the other movie or the other uh, Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the Clone Wars too, obviously.
3: That little marauder. I guess he was in charge of the Blurgs because he tried to chase after them with no success. But of course, you have to have Ewoks throwing rocks and hitting their enemies at some point, even in this battle.
1: Rocks hurt, man.
3: There's another Return of the Jedi shot. (laughs)
1: Yeah, there's one right
3: there. <laughs> I feel like these shots, the Marauders firing their blasters, Ewoks retreating. I love seeing that stuff, and, and ah, I wanted to see Scout Troopers, Stormtroopers. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: Deed still has his blaster. Yeah.
3: Has it run out of power yet? No,
1: no, not yet.
3: Ah. So much blaster fire in this. Oh, I love it. I, this is a legit cool battle, man. Yeah. <laughs> seriously. Really now they're sending up like their heavy blaster cannon right there to shit down the ship. Dang. God. By
1: the way, the sound effects, right? I mean, the sound effects are so phenomenal.
3: don't have the sound on for mine as I'm watching it, but I believe it. I remember them sounding good. No, they,
1: they, they sound great in my opinion.
3: Yes, we have power. Yeah, we got it. We have power. (laughs) And Teague just goes right in there and knows what to do.
1: (laughs) That's cool. So obviously maybe he always had power, but it's not all, all of it. You know what I mean? Oh, that blaster cannon.
3: But yeah. well, he says Teak has never been here, but yet he knows exactly what to do on that shit. Yeah, I know. We know he's <laughs> the same.
1: Oh yeah. My boy Teak. By the way, blue blaster fire. Hell Dude,
3: yeah. Dude, I was I just about to say, yeah. <laughs> do you remember like remember Empire Strikes Back where the TIE Fighters are chasing the Falcon in the asteroid field and in the original versions? It was blue laser fire that they were having on there, but then mm-hmm. they corrected it later to make it green and more consistent. I always like how it looked blue, though.
1: Isn't it blue in um The
3: Force Awakens? You might maybe think of the missile fire when it shot off, like those missiles that chase them. You're right, you're right, you're right.
1: I like the music here, too. Music's not bad.
3: I forgot about the explosive canapults that they're using, too. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh man, they're just, they're just messing them up. Oh, look, look, look at those
3: Ewoks with their blasters. <laughs> I know, dude.
1: Oh, Dee saw his blaster just rolling it. Look at, it. I love that. Look at the, the, all the fire right now. He's like, wait, no, no, you gotta stay here. And then he's getting shot at like crazy.
3: How cool would be to have that ship in a Battlefront map on Endor where you just go oh in and be able to God, activate that, the blasters? At that moment? was an
1: actual like location? Of, yeah. Oh Give it to me. Right here. I love this. Like, this is all, yeah. Oh, Dad just comes in. No. Stay there, Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: Poor Wicket Can't escape those real traps. True. yeah, now it's working to his advantage here as they can't see him. Ah, oh, true. See, there's that you walk with the crutches again, just walking still towards the battlefield, not scared of anything. <laughs> yeah, he's ran taking two out right there. Yeah, now he's finally out of power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about this bit too. So amazing! Uh, you like that's his brother, right? catapulting himself onto the last marauder to save Wicket. <laughs> Not hard. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say it right here. This battle over the Battle of Endor and Return of the Jedi, i take this one. Really? Yes. You heard me complain about the, the Battle of Endor goes down in Return of the Jedi. This one feels a lot more natural in the Ewoks defeating the Marauders than it does them defeating the Empire and the Stormtrooper, Stormtroopers in Return of the Jedi. And to me, I always we'd go back and forth as far as which one, what takes place first. If you're putting it in your head cannon, I always like to think, even though Wicked is speaking basic here, and yet in Return of the Jedi he doesn't. But for me, putting it in where this could take place before Return of the Jedi, is where like this was kind of the first big battle this tribe of Ewoks had to face in a long time, or maybe forever, and kind of got their experience here in these type of battles, and thus giving them more with that experience makes it a little bit more plausible when I think about it for them to defeat the empire and knowing to set up the traps that they use here. And yet they didn't have the blasters that they had. Right. In this one, but still knowing how to, that experience of fighting in a battle and using their weapons effectively. To me, I like to think housing the fact that for them doing what they did in return of the Jedi, makes a little more sense if you're going to put it in a headcanon.
1: Yeah. I mean, again, I've said before that Wicket would know, um, you know, it
3: could be a different language. Now we have the duel between Noah and Terek. Yeah, that's
1: right, dude. I love how Noah goes after a freaking sword.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Look at that sword, man. <laughs> like you said, it's pretty, pretty big. hmm. I think he just chopped the head off
1: his Noah's staff. He did. Yeah. He did. Oh, it's so rad. How's no one gonna like fight a
3: sword again, not knowing what exactly his job was and why they were on this mission, but obviously he's had combat training, <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean the fact that he the fact that he he goes after it
3: oh Teague. he gets tossed pretty hard there, Aw. Wicked is going to save the day, though. Not going to hit himself with the sling this time. No,
1: nope. <laughs> Nice shot.
3: Yeah, this is another, like, fantasy-type element thrown in there for the end of the main villain. Not just, obviously, getting killed, but not just where he gets stabbed or shot, and you see his body there. But yet, with that magic ring that he's holding, it just...
4: Do it looks
3: different.
1: rad come on yeah, it looks awesome anyone Thanks. who compares this to the holiday special this needs me be... no no nope. don't You're
3: even like a... don't even start his body is charred and burned oh, so rad i did think it would have been cool if it kind of turned him to stone <laughs> but well it kinda... yeah it kind of is yeah it kind of is but it's just to kind of have like that be a landmark of this area now on Endor, like is this his Stone Body there? Speaking of like cool stuff to put on the Battlefront Endor map, just seeing, like a Stone Body <laughs> placed somewhere as you're fighting through the battle of the map on Endor, you just see that would be a cool little Easter egg.
4: Hmm.
2: So did did Wicked just like hit that ring with a rock and it made him turn to stone?
1: Yeah, because it triggered, because if you turn the stone, like, things happened, obviously, so like, oh, there's some okay. kind of magic with it, so when he, when he hit it, it, like, turned the stone. God, love that design. That's a great shit design! This is legitimately a bummer. Like, seriously, like, this part... Like legitimately is like, man, this
3: is heartfelt, man. Yeah, and especially his goodbye to Teak right here, whose arms in a sling.
1: Oh, he's like the best friend I ever had. Oh, why doesn't he just take Teak with him?
3: I know. I know. Maybe it's that whole thing, you know. This is your home, and gotta stay here. Would. But yeah, they don't really say. But you would think it would have been a choice that maybe he had to allow Tick to travel with him.
1: Yeah, I don't understand. I think, I think they, I think they, she should have brought him with him.
4: This is a bummer.
3: That also makes me think just going into the whole timeline aspect where you think Teak would have stayed with him and kind of be part of the tribe with this group of Ewoks, but yeah,
4: uh,
1: in
3: Return to the Deadeye. So.
1: You would think, but, but you also think too, like it could just, you know, just hung out with him for a little bit. And maybe he went, now that Noah's gone, he went back to his family.
3: That's true too. Yeah.
1: God, this is a bummer, man. Sindel and Wicket leaving. Hmm. Goodbye is not good
3: yeah bummer see we need to get a third movie now with the reunion Mm -hmm. see all we're getting all these sequels to movies that have been almost 30 years old like we just got the new bill and ted movie we need Mm -hmm. to get the third ewok movie that takes place now (laughs) where sydney was an adult going back to endor
1: god it's so sad like this part right here door closes
3: uh yeah, you're down her face. No
1: fortique. Yeah. Oh God, no, that's a bummer, man. God, this ship's amazing. This is probably the best
3: designed ship. like this I take this up against anything in the sequel trilogy. Well, sad to say there's not much new <laughs> designs to go off sure, from yeah. with that. God, look how red that looks. Dude, that's a pretty darn good effect shot right there, too. For mm-hmm. a, a made-for-team. Yep, yeah, exactly. You know where I'm going with that. It is hard not to imagine Teak and Wicked staying close friends after this. You know, like, <laughs> the scene of the walk, run together, saying goodbye.
1: God, I love a shot right here. I don't care how bad it looks. This is awesome.
3: Yeah, I don't thought it was so, bad at all. It's looks great. Uh, well, that shot we... of Wicked and Teak right there. Not the greatest, but... <laughs> The shot of the ship,
1: no, but then, like, when the ship goes into hyperdrive,
3: not even out of oh, atmosphere oh, yet. No, <laughs> oh, it's so rad. And that's a hit. that's it. That's it. Battle of Endor, Battle for Endor,
1: one a thousand times better than the last Jedi. <laughs>
3: you had one at the beginning when you had one at the end.
4: So. Yep, yeah, I do. <laughs>
1: Let's not
3: let's not get ahead of
2: ourselves. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Maybe better than Rise of Skywalker, but I don't know about last year.
0: Very cute. Very cute. <laughs> I'm not getting in the middle of that fight.
1: <laughs> you are a wise man, Jason. You are a wise man. Well, so there we go. We've got. We have the, the the conclusion of the Ewok films that I've been wanting Kyle and now Jason. That I had no idea he had, hadn't seen these yet, but now we have it. I'm very curious your, your reactions, your instant reactions to Battle for Endor.
2: That one was actually pretty good. Oh I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously it wasn't, you know, fantastic. And like, you know, I, I probably don't enjoy it or appreciate it still as much as you guys do having grown up with it and stuff. But, um, you know, again, keeping it within that frame of reference of like, it's a cheesy eighties
0: TV movie made for kids, but I'm like, I had a good time watching that one. So. Yeah. I had a good time watching it too. It was, uh, it was entertaining. Um, I probably have to go back and catch Caravan of Courage now just to say I've seen them both, but, um, yes. Yes. <laughs> Gee, yeah you're going in the wrong
2: order though because <laughs> after watching caravan of courage my expectations were very low for this one and then the, it easily cleared the bar but um
4: well,
1: and here's the thing i i'm gonna say that i because i mainly I, I mainly remember watching battle for Endor before caravan of courage and i to be honest i think you would probably be more accepting of it after watching battle for Endor in my opinion so I think you might actually enjoy it because you enjoy the characters you kind of know where it's gonna the story's kind of going so you kind of appreciate it a little bit on on a different level um at least I think so it's just it's a little it's definitely a little bit different though because there's a voiceover and it's got kind of, a little more of oh, like that's a, true yeah I it, I forgot.
2: it's almost like narrated like a documentary in the first one just uh, at points like it's it's narrated by Burl Ives.
0: Oh no. Nice. Just at a few at a few points <laughs> nice. throughout
2: it. So it almost feels like you're watching, you know, a Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer yeah. or something like that. But Yeah. yeah. Um, but like so, I said, going into Caravan of Courage, like I was expecting the cheesy effects and the production values of an 80s TV movie and stuff, but it was really just like I the story was boring to me. Um right. and I like it got off to a really slow start, and then once it gets going and the characters are off on their quest, it's just a very straightforward point A to point B. Uh, kind of fantasy adventure. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, this one kicks off with a bang. There's blaster fights. There's main characters getting killed off. And then, um, yeah, it, it, but then, I mean, like I said, the the performances and stuff uh, were better in this one, I felt like. And you were talking about too, Paul, how just whether it's the the production value or the cinematography or whatever, it just kind of has more of a Star Wars feel to it. Or maybe it's the fact that there's no narrating, um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I mean, even, and obviously, you know, there were some, some cool action parts and some funny moments and some more exciting parts. And then some that were maybe a little bit slower, but overall it just, it held my attention better and did kind of overall feel more like star Wars.
1: So, yeah, um, no, that's, that's great. I, cause I, like, I remember why I remember just always trying to tell you that battle for I think you will legitimately like battle for Andor. I don't, because yeah. it's not, and it's, again, it's
2: not like I didn't believe you. Like I,
1: and no, know, knowing
2: some of the stuff that I knew about it, like I, I kind of was looking forward to this one more. or I, I was expecting that I would enjoy this one more than the last one, but still just, you know, didn't want to get my hopes up too high or anything like that. So I went into it open-minded, uh, yeah. came away having a good time. I okay. will say like, honestly, the only real gripe I can think of, again, aside from just, you know, the the cheesy effects and whatever. Um, the I, I don't know. For me, the way they killed off the bad guy at the end was kind of, anticlimactic, like, really? you know, just, right. eh, I mean, the fact that, you know, the witch would have a magic ring that can, like, accidentally kill you if you bumped it with a rock, like, I don't know. It's like you could have just had him get blasted by the ship or get caught in an Ewok trap or something like that.
0: Um, That's true.
2: But, I mean, you know, the battle scenes were fun. The, my favorite part was when they were busting him out of the castle and, and Teak, you know, slipped the card up the guy's sleeve in the, the <laughs> card game and they end up shooting each other. That was fun, so... Um. Yeah, and I mean that's the other thing too. Again, watching the last one, I was just kind of just going along with it and like, okay, waiting for something exciting to happen. This one, I mean, there were definitely at least like two or three parts that Jason and I were both laughing out loud at. So,
0: oh yeah,
1: um, yeah, it was, this is great. Yeah, yeah. and th- th- that makes me happy because I'm glad that you can kind of see what we grew up and if you're a kid watching that, like you can imagine that that's why it. To me, I I hold this up as like a legitimate Star Wars movie because, you know, you compare that to Return of the Jedi, the drop off is 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 there, but it's not as big as you would at least for a kid. You're not it's not going to be as big as you think. And I think that Battle for Endor has great designs in it, and I think the Marauders again have it looks like it reminds me of Jabba's palace. They have a very distinct there's a there's a deadliness to them. There's a dangerousness to them. And and ramping up the I think the science fiction a little bit more um, with again the the fantasy that we got in the last one, and but kind of bringing up that science fiction edge a little bit, it just adds a lot to it and it just felt more like Star Wars to me. And obviously the starship at the end is great. I love the idea of of uh, someone who's crash landed on Endor. He's been there forever and he, and he ends up taking Sindel and and raising a uh, you know her. I'm assuming he's in a her. Maybe he won't, but yeah, let's drop really her off on Jakku. Yeah, <laughs> I'll never forget. <laughs> no, but I, uh, but I agree. Like, John... oh, go yeah. ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, um, uh, my friend John Beerley had a, a thing years ago about when when Gwendolyn Christie was right. cast
4: yeah.
1: as uh in, in Force Awakens that she she was to be playing Sindel as an <laughs> adult.
2: No, but um, I mean, I, I agree. I would say too, like Caravan of Courage that felt like a straight up like eighties kids fantasy movie that just happened to have Ewoks in it. So I guess it counts as a star Wars movie. Whereas this felt like more of a star Wars movie that had some fantasy elements to it.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, ex- exactly. I think that, and again, I, I don't, it's not the fantasy elements that were the the problem. I think in the caravan of courage, I think it's mostly, it was like you said, it's a little bit more straightforward and, 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 some of the performances weren't the greatest. And I think that the, again, you, you, in the, the fact that you're trying to save your parents from a giant monster like the Gorax, it just, it's not as exciting because you have to kind of write all these sub little mini adventures on the way there. Whereas this is, is pretty straightforward. You have Ewoks are captured. You've got, you know, she's grieving her parents. This is a lot more drama. Yeah.
4: And, and well, and one. you
2: have, you have the villains established right off the bat and then you, have conflicts with them throughout the movie and other mm. objectives that they're after, like the power core and stuff. Whereas with the other one, it's like, okay, you have the Gorax capture the parents right at the beginning. It doesn't show up again until the end. And you kind of just have a bunch of stuff that happens along the way to get you from point A to point B that doesn't really mm. do much for the story. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so Jason, yeah. you're uh
0: you're, you are
1: in favor of battle for Endor. It sounds like.
0: Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. Um It's uh I, I'm not going to say that I'm going to, you know, sit down and, and, you know, pop it in the next time I watch a star Wars movie, but, you
4: should.
0: Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it was fun. Um, you know, fun little adventure. Uh, I, I, I do think I was really taken I, and I mentioned earlier, I was really taken just with the, the fact that it was all in the Redwoods and everything like that. And that really kind of sucked me in. Um, so that was really fun. Um, I, the, the Ewoks were great. I got over the fact that they're, you know, speaking half Basic the whole time. Um, and I know Kyle was right off the bat was talking about Wicket's eyes. Um, at first, for whatever reason, the eyes didn't bother me so much as the teeth. But um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. It was it was it was enjoyable. Um, I definitely wouldn't mind seeing it again, but I'm not going to rush out to watch it again. If that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, I do have a question though. Uh, Please. Are these, when, are these taking place before or after Return of the Jedi? Before, so right? there's,
1: yeah. So that's a good question. And I think if I'm not mistaken in the legends continuity, which I, I want to follow up with another question to you two. uh well, what I understand is this takes place before Return of the Jedi and the language that she's speaking is not necessarily basic. What? That, yeah. yeah. So like, I, for what I, if I'm not mistaken, that they're saying that it, this all takes place before Return of the Jedi and the language that they're speaking isn't necess, It's like translated for us as basic, but it's not supposed to be basic. It's supposed to be like a, a different language or something like that. I think so. I could be wrong. But I, I, either way, I'm pretty sure it all takes place before
2: yeah see for me i don't know on the one hand it definitely would make kind of more sense that it takes place after because you hear them speaking what we presume is basic and they don't speak basic in return of the jedi but i also you know tim i kind of heard what you were saying about how uh you know it kind of makes sense that like they're fighting this smaller battle against just this band of raiders and that they could then use that experience like you know so when the empire shows up in return of the jedi they're like oh we've done this before Mm. um So I could kind of take it either way. I mean, honestly, to me, like, you know, this one was fun, but, and because it's Legends, like it's not necessarily canon anyways, but it's like, I'm not going to lose sleep over like needing to know exactly where this fits in the canon. Um, I still think for me, I don't know, I I would maybe put it after just because of the basic thing, but um, like if there's not a real definitive answer, it doesn't really matter either way to me.
1: So let me ask you both this. Okay. Should we, should this be canon?
0: Um, I mean, I don't necessarily see why it couldn't, but I'm not going to sit here and say it should.
2: Yeah, Um, like, I mean, it's not like it really affects... You know, aside from just having the the Ewoks who we see in the movies, obviously, you know, it's not like this ties into the Skywalker saga or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. I don't think it needs to be canon. But if you were to make it canon, it's not like oh my gosh, this changes everything. So, yeah, again, I don't really care one way or the other.
1: I, I that's good. I I for one would love for them to acknowledge more of these characters and uh, and if you guys have the or or, or interested. The illustrated Star Wars universe book that was made in the mid 90s by Kevin J. Anderson and has uh, a bunch of Joe Johnston and Ralph McQuarrie drawings that has like in universe characters kind of breaking down the legends planets or then le- legends, I should say, because they obviously aren't the same things anymore. But that being said, when they get to Endor, a lot of the stuff from these movies are in the Endor part and they talk about the Marauders and, and they actually referenced the, the Teak character is actually a multiple it's multiple you know, species of called Teaks. And um, they talk and it has actual original drawings of Joe Johnson with the Marauders and things like that. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Might have to check sure. it
2: out
0: someday.
1: Yeah.
2: No, and yeah. I, I do like how, and, and you know, we talked about this with Caravan of Courage, too, but it is cool to see them sort of expand on Endor more. Um, and how it's not just the planet of Ewoks, but you see other species there. And, you know, that um, even like the rebels in Return of the Jedi are not the only people that have ever been there. So, um,
4: yeah,
0: yeah. And it's, it's nice to kind of see um, that there's, you know. Well, yes, it's primarily the forest moon of Endor. There is some variance in the topography a little bit. You get up hot and the mountains and the trees go away. So um, I think that blends into um, the the other Endor moon where the Death Star crashed in, right? Tef- Kefbir, yeah. Yeah, Kef- yeah and yeah. We,
2: we talked about that on the last one, too, because I feel like you see even more of that in Caravan of Courage um, as far as just kind of different landscapes and different areas of the planet and stuff. And we were like, yeah, you totally could have just had the Death Star crash on the other side of uh, the forest moon of Endor, I guess, as opposed to here uh, yeah. Cause in this, you know, yeah. we see a whole bunch of different areas that are not just forests. So
1: exactly. And that's why I was so weird. Me. I'm like, you could have made this Endor pretty easily, but yeah.
2: But again, know. most people haven't seen this. So yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. but They should,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and here's another thing for you too. And I, I, I think you guys would both agree well, it's, it astounds me they haven't put this on Disney Disney
0: Plus. Yeah, I think. I mean, I don't see any reason why this shouldn't be on there. It, it would depend on rights. I'm assuming. Yeah, probably. I'm assuming that this is probably still rights of whatever station. No, uh, no, it was made. It, for.
1: It's no, no. It's 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 Lucasfilm owns this. Oh, ah. just like just like Droids and Ewoks cartoons. They can put this out. They just don't want to. Oh. Well. I can see why they.
0: I can see since they're still in the process of creating new stuff. I can see why they may not want to, um, Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. because uh, they want to to keep putting forward the new things and not, um, and keep the the quality up to the standard that they've got now. Because if you've got you know Mandalorian coming and you know all this other stuff you know, in, in the works. And then you throw this out in between seasons of Mandalorian who are going to go, what happened to Lucasfilm?
2: Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, well, and I, but I think this is going to be like, even for people that haven't seen these or maybe you haven't even heard of them. Like you can obviously tell these are old. Like yes. nobody's going to watch exactly. this and go, yeah, nobody's going to yeah. watch this and go, wait, this is what they're making now. Like, <laughs> I mean, maybe it's because these have kind of had a mixed reception or maybe don't have the best reputation. Like, and with all the controversy still going on about Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker and stuff, maybe they're just thinking the last thing we need is to put out something else that's going to be polarizing or that people aren't going to like. But I feel like this is the kind of thing that you can put out, and the people that like it are going to be able to watch it and enjoy it, and the people that don't like it, like nobody's going to start online Twitter feuds about this. Or I, guess, oh, I shouldn't. Yeah, yeah I, I, <laughs> I shouldn't. I shouldn't. I shouldn't get ahead of myself. Don't put it past Star Wars Twitter. But right. still, like. Yeah. You know, <laughs> nobody should be taking these seriously. If you don't like it, move on to the next thing. Don't stay and start a fight about it. Yeah. You, you overestimate
0: the Star Wars Twitterverse.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, gl- I'm actually really glad that you guys seem to enjoy it. And uh, Actually, they should put
2: it out as bait because I'd rather see people having heated debates about this than Rise of Skywalker. Like, I'm tired. Let's move on to something new. Oh, man.
4: <laughs>
3: oh man <laughs> oh dear yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we could start that debate because looks. apparently i'm going to be the one out of us who favors caravan of courage and i'm probably mainly more of a nostalgia reason <laughs> if anything but well, that
1: makes sense though too i i, I totally get it trust so, me i mean i i just this one i think is e- is an easier one to love because it is a little more action-packed I and mean, I yeah. admit that but i, yeah. I but, but i definitely think caravan of courage has a has a a a charm to it too exactly
4: because when i yeah. watch
1: it i totally think it's it feels like star wars still but this this one just feels more rooted in it and it's because of the blasters and the aliens and the teak and, and all that stuff it just feels and, and it's ship at the end and and everything and so yeah that to me is what kind of cements it that's and that's the reason why i like it more is because of those of the maraud- Marauders are my favorite, my favorite part of the, of the movie to be quite honest, besides Teak. So though after those, those two things and that's all I need in the Ewoks, obviously I'll love Ewoks. So, but yeah, I, I, I really wish they'd put this out on Blu-ray. Give me a little bit better of a quality, you know, print of this movie. that would be nice, but you know, but I, well, whatever people, they won't listen to me.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so I maybe mean, what's, this episode goes up and everyone's lips, listen to it. I'll put a poll out on Twitter about for those who have seen both movies, which ones they've enjoyed more, but see if it's more battle of Endor or caravan of courage. We'll see what wins out. My money would be on battle for Endor, but I'm judging by yeah. your guys' reaction. I'm kind of thinking that'd be the case too. Yeah. I, I think, <laughs> there some more I think, think if there are other
2: people out. like us that, you know, have seen these later in life. Uh, I think, you know, just coming at it
0: from an adult perspective, this one was definitely more enjoyable. I I can't comment on that because I've not seen Caravan of Courage, but yeah, yeah. But yeah, well, you, well, you'll have you to watch get, it sometime. And let it us know what you think.
1: Yeah, um, I, I'm I, I'm very curious what you think of of Caravan of Courage, Jason. So get back to me. All right, Go watch it.
0: Get back to me. Uh, no promises as to win. I don't have Amazon Prime, so
4: <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, and it's not even on like it's not just something you can watch on Amazon Prime, Paul like bought it and had it on there. And I don't even think it's available Careful. on there anymore. So they're always
0: listening. <laughs> oh, oh, Sorry. Sorry.
1: No, but, uh, but no, you, you definitely need to uh, try to find some, you can find it somewhere. What's crazy is this, you know, I remember buying this on DVD and thinking like, whatever. And now it's like, it's it out of print obviously. And now it goes for a good chunk of change. But you know, honestly, if you probably perused uh pawn shops, you might be able to find, or, you know, something like that. You probably be able to find it one day too. Yeah, e- I'm sure.
2: Out. I'm sure people have it on eBay.
1: Oh, it's on there, but it's expensive.
2: Yeah, I was going to. say. I, for me personally, I probably wouldn't pay whatever they're selling it for <laughs> on there. But, um,
1: well, let me see what it is. I'm I'm curious. Let's just put the, you know, what's this uh, put our listeners at the. Uh... Oh, and, and Tim, did you find out how long the Marauders were on the on Endor? Like how long the, the, that guy estimated it? Did you ever look at that up?
3: Not yet. I was too busy getting engr- engrossed in the battle that was taking place <laughs> right watching, right but. right no no,
1: it, it makes sense it makes sense so so yeah so so when people start dogging the ewok films guys and you hear him say oh it's, it's like the holiday special you know when i get upset it's for good reason yeah yeah it looks but, like it's about 30 bucks is what i'm looking at yeah, okay 30 bucks yeah well, anyway, yeah. so
2: so for anybody that's listening and hasn't seen these movies yet, you know, there's options out there if you want to still try to get your hands on it. Um, but I think we've said just about everything we've got to say on it, unless anybody's got any more last minute thoughts before we wrap up.
3: I don't. No, I'm just I'm happy that we finally got to do these commentaries, and you, Kyle, got to experience both movies finally, and Jason, you got to experience the first one, and just kind of know what this aspect of. Star Wars was like during after the original trilogy and kind of what we had to go along with watching and getting Star Wars content after the original trilogy, Is growing up as young kids during the 80s. And it was just fun to revisit that and see it through your guys' perspective of never seen it before and watching it now for the first time. Now that we got all this other Star Wars content to consume and just having this, be a part of that even though we're just talking about how it's not readily available we wish it was but still fun nonetheless to get your reactions to that now and just uh getting to watch it again with you guys it was a lot of fun glad we kind of put this first as some of our commentaries and topics to do that aren't necessarily commentaries that we finished with the new movies and we're going to do some with the clone wars obviously and other arcs but glad we kind of put these two at the forefront to get done because it was a lot of fun and we're just really curious yeah. to hear what your reaction would be for it yeah
1: yeah, no, it was, it was great, and I really appreciate you, Kyle. Uh, you know, playing along with this and, and going along, and because I know it's, you weren't ex- excited to watch these, but I'm glad because I think they're obviously, a, 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 in my opinion, a, an important part of Star Wars um, as far as just you know history, and, and not saying they're they're important in a, in a continuity sense, but they're important in the fact of just kind of you know what what after the original trilogy, these are the things that we had to cling to in the dark, you know, the dark days, you know, the, so, and I, and again, I, I watched these and and held these up, you know, with the other three films because it's all I had. So, um, but yeah, that's why I think I always will defend battle for Endor, but I really thank you for playing along and having fun with it. Cause I, I appreciate your, your honesty and, and, and trying to give it, you know, your honest assessment and also give it, give it the the benefit of the doubt. So uh, thank you, sir.
2: Yeah, no problem. I mean, I you know, I'm I'm glad that we kinda went out on a high note and uh, you know, this one actually was fun and I enjoyed it. Battle for or Caravan of Courage, not so much, but you know, I'm glad I'm c i am glad i am can say that I've seen both of these now. But um, yeah, I, I legitimately enjoyed this one. Like Jason said, you know, it's not gonna be like my new go to Star Wars movie. Um <laughs> but I wouldn't mind watching it again at some point. You know, Caravan of Courage is more like, eh, hey, okay, I've seen it and I'm good. But um, (laughs) yeah, Battle for Endor was uh, was a legitimately fun movie. So,
4: Um,
2: but yeah, so uh, hope you guys listening uh, enjoyed this as well. For any of you that were able to uh, watch along with us, if you got a copy and and listen to the commentary, but even if not, you know, hope you just enjoyed listening to our reactions to it. Um, As always, you can find us online, follow us on Twitter at Star Wars TSC, and like Tim said, you know, he'll put up a poll for this, and you guys can let us know what you thought of the movie. Um, You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Star Wars The Saga Continues. Check out our website at StarWarsTSC.com, and you can send us email at uh, StarWarsTSC at gmail.com. We'll be back soon with another episode for you guys. uh, Pretty soon here, I mean, we're kind of due for another news roundup and uh, just talking about the latest stuff that's been going on. And we're also still kind of just waiting for the bomb to drop of this Mandalorian season two trailer as we're like less than two months away now from the next season. So yeah. Yeah. um, Give
0: give us the trailer. Give us the trailer.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So that probably should be coming any day now. So our next episode will either be that or or just a news roundup, but um, we'll probably have, you know, at least a couple more episodes coming for you guys this month. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Jason, for joining us. It was fun having you and being able to uh, have somebody here with me watching this as a newbie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next time and may the force be with you.
3: See you next time, everybody. Godspeed.
0: May, force. may the force be with you.